Hey guys, this is Jordan. Um, I wasn't able to record last night. My Wi-Fi at my house went crazy, and we had to send out some, we'll call it the bat signal, for other people to come and record. So this morning, in the middle of cooking a turkey, my alarm's about to go off for that. I, I lightly edited this, which means that I, I don't know, I adjusted the volume slightly. I cut out a couple of silences, but otherwise, this is whatever else they put out. So I hope you enjoy because I'll be listening to it for the first time, just like you guys will be. Have a good Thanksgiving and whatever, and I hope you have a good week, and we will see you on the other side of week 13. Hello, and welcome to the Sickos Committee podcast. I am not Jordan. Jordan has been eaten by the audio haint, which affects all podcasts not just the shutdown full cast, friend of this show. I am instead obnoxiously pick girl and I am the captain now. <laughs> along with yeah, along with Commissioner Escalante and special emergency guest Beth, who is filling in for me since I am now the captain now. Uh Hail. how are all of you lovely folks? Hail to Pit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hail to Pit. We we uh we we lost Jordan trying to record he was trying to record outside uh it did not work out um i think he has too many relatives over hogging all the ethernet cables however i am on wi-fi but you can still hear me coming through because i got that strong wi-fi unlike jordan but uh and then we had beth come in at an emergency we just sent a page out to the the group discord and uh, beth was like here let me uh, I'm, i'm putting a turkey outside but she had to explain that a little bit further and now beth is here it's a Thanksgiving miracle. As always, things are completely normal. <laughs> yes. It's always normal in the Sickos Committee podcast, but also, Sickos find a way. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, I mean, we, we, we were talking for a previous podcast for maybe about 10 minutes, and Jordan was in and out. So I guess we can kind of continue that conversation. <laughs> so we can talk about what I did. I tried to build IKEA furniture with my toddler. Uh, and he was watching the World Cup at the same time, so I'm watching the United States and in Wales play while my toddler is imitating uh, being fouled in in the game behind me while I'm trying to put this up uh, and build this this three boxed uh, dresser from IKEA, which it, it did not go well at, at all. <laughs> um, it took me two days uh, because there was two boxes. And again, I I made a huge mistake of opening both boxes instead of just doing one box at a time because I wanted to make sure we had all the parts. And um, yeah, I made that mistake. Uh, I also did the comical. I I hit my thumb with the hammer as I was finishing the dresser. Like I was two I was two nails away and I did the like Looney Tunes, like just smash your hammer and immediately grab my thumb in pain. Um, I didn't cuss in front of the kiddo, which was amazing. I, I muffled screams and, uh, to have the, the kiddo imitate my muffled screams to my wife when she came home from work later that day, uh, it, it was quite hilarious, but my thumb, I have a big giant black spot in, in the nail of my thumb. Congratulations, Kamesh. You're a cartoon right. character. <laughs> <laughs> Seems about right. It's this kind of decisiveness that's what makes you the commissioner. The rest of us can only hope to, you know, to live our lives according to the plan that you've given us. 
It's extremely sickos to like open all the boxes and just try it all at once. That's like that's the whole thing that we do. No, I, I just I, I said this the, the first time that we attempted to record, but I love that Kamish simultaneously was extremely dad in making sure that he had all the parts and also simultaneously hit the men don't read the directions button because if he had read the directions, he would not have opened all of the boxes at the same time. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, this is beautiful. It, it, it hit me when I opened the second box and uh, there was a, a second set of instructions. And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I probably should have built the first thing. So like everything was already out of the box at the time, so I had to like slide like, <laughs> and then I didn't build the the drawers of the dresser until like the next day. <laughs> I was like, I am done. I like smacked the crap out of my my thumb. I am done. I am not messing around with this. But I was able to get like the outer shell of the dresser without the drawers up, and and put the stuff back on top. So mission accomplished somewhat. Uh, the thumb the thumb pain. Uh, it's still there. It's it's lessened, but. You know, giant black spot in the thumbnail, which it'll eventually grow out. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. Beth, how have you been this week? I'm I'm swell. Everything is fine. We I have Infinity family coming in. I'm sure many people are in a similar boat. So, but yeah, things are great. How, do you have any IKEAs near you? I thought we were in kind of an IKEA desert. We are. Uh, okay. The nearest IKEA is in Baltimore. Okay. I think it's going back to Pittsburgh for me because um, Baltimore is a little closer to four hours and I'm about two from Pittsburgh. So yeah, yeah I, I don't have much in the way of Ikea furniture. Usually my stuff is a mixture of stuff I got at a flea market or things that I obtained from Walmart, which maybe go together on the first try and maybe don't go together at all. Yep. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah. Obnoxiously Pit Boyfriend and I made a specific trip to Ikea shortly after we decided that we were moving in together so as to avoid the Walmart furniture problem. Oh, yeah. So, yes. I thought about having Ikea stuff uh, shipped to me once, and then I looked at the shipping charges, and this was in the pre-COVID days. I can only imagine what that number looks like at this point. It was like, sure, well, you can have $800 of furniture, and we will ship it to you for $1,500. And I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> they also don't even ship half of the things that you actually want, because um, I also looked into that. And then it's like, oh, you mean to tell me that the good book case isn't available for shipping? What is this? No. <laughs> But anyway, all right, uh, mo moving on just slightly. I did not write the show notes, but I am the captain now. Uh, we, we should probably touch upon the World Cup because while I do not watch soccer, uh, there have some, been some things that appear to have been somewhat sickos that have, appear, have happened in the last couple of days. Uh, obligatory disclaimers about all of the things that are happening about the World Cup's location. Uh, that I personally do not support and that we as a committee probably also don't support. Uh, but lol Argentina, because that mm -hmm. was funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Germany also, very funny. And I saw an otter on Twitter that picked Japan to win. And then Japan did win. And that was delightful. So I have, I have a, a friend, uh, Nick, living in Japan. Um, his his family they're going nuts uh for the to win the japanese win uh today which 
which is Wednesday that we're recording this on. So yeah, he they're going crazy. They they want a national holiday, uh, like you know what what happened with Argentina. Uh, they got a national holiday the next day, so he's asking for a national holiday. And I'm like, well, it's Thanksgiving here, but in Japan, no, it's 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 not. So maybe they'll get a holiday. I don't know. It's a two one win for the Japanese, which I uh, World Cup has been it's been kind of crazy. A lot of upsets so far. So let, let's see how it goes. And um, there, there'll be some World Cup in the middle of these college football games this week. So this is going to be I, I think we're going to have some sickos committee whiplash a little bit uh, <laughs> because it's going to be like games starting at like 5 a.m., 4 a.m. and like all the way into like like two, three in the afternoon um, Eastern or Central time. And then there's going to be games going on at the same time, college football games. So. Uh, we don't know how we're going to handle it, but um, it's definitely going to be a very sicko's fashion. Yeah. Speaking of rivalry week, USA England, the original rivalry, I would argue. Ayo. Certainly an original rivalry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some more a little bit older than than yeah. these, but yeah, 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 I guess it should be fun. Um, definitely. I, I wanted to talk about the, the action last night. Um, we, we didn't have any action on, on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, which is feels kind of weird. It's like the first day without football in like 23 days. Um, so it's kind of like that that signifying the end of of uh, we're getting close to the end of the season, which is, is kind of depressing, but I don't want to think about it. Uh, so the action last night, which was great, Miami versus Ball State. It was the battle for the Bahamas Bowl, which was insane. I can't believe that that the Mac did this. They basically announced like four hours before the game happened. They're like, winner of this game is going to be bowl eligible. And guess what? You're going to the Bahamas if you win this game. <laughs> so it was it was a lot on the line for that one. Uh, ball State was up 17-6 uh, late with like six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Red Hawks of Miami made a comeback and they won it 18, 17. Um, I, which was amazing that the Mac supposedly announced this like three hours before the game, but the Mac supplied the Bahamas flags on the sidelines for like the Miami players. And they had like a box of sunglasses <laughs> for the Miami players. So after they won the game, there's Miami Red Hawk players. Uh, running up and down the field with the Bahamas flags on their back. Just like like they're like, you know, just one in the Olympics and everything like that. Wonderful. And then there's like just pictures of like, I think it was a kicker. He had like his two thumbs up and he had sunglasses on, like like tropical color sunglasses on. It, it was it was ridiculous. Um, I do want to apologize to Ball State. So my wife has this weird thing is when she comes into the room, um, as soon as she comes into the room, within like a minute or two, there's a turnover. Uh, it's it, it almost happens every single time. So after Miami took the lead, um, Ball State like got like a first down, and then like she walks in the room, and the next play, interception. Ball State wound up losing the game. So I you could blame you can blame the commissioner's wife for this one here. So uh, we we want to apologize to the Ball State Cardinals with the. The commissioner's wife coming into the room caused a turnover, not the quarterback throwing it to the linebacker, but, you know. Alternatively, if you would like to make sure that the commissioner's wife enters the room and walks past the television when your rival's team is uh, has the ball, uh, our Venmo information is available. So 
please contact us and we're more than happy to work something out for you. We know Rivalry Week is, you know, nigh on the doorstep. So there's a number. That's right. Yeah. And I'm happy to co-sign this because Pitt already beat West Virginia and I am happy. So please Venmo us. Oh. Ah. We got the we got the West Virginia and Pitt going at it here. This is great. Yeah. The Venmo is in a link in the bio. I'm just gonna say that. There is a Venmo link in the bio. Just gonna do that. Um the other match in game. Ohio Ohio beat uh, Bowling Green. They won the Mac East and they will be playing Toledo uh, in the MAC title game in Detroit. One of our Sickos committee members, Chicken Sedan, will be in attendance. Uh, we were able to get credentials to the the MAC championship game. Um, so I don't, I don't. He said he's going to write a blog on our Substack, and I, I don't, I don't know if I'll hold him to that. But if he wants to write it, go right ahead. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's Toledo versus Ohio, uh, the Bobcats and Rockets in Detroit. Uh, with our with our man Chicken Sedan in attendance in Ford Field. I just love that. You know, it, it is a beautiful thing to have the most Ohio possible football game played in Michigan. <laughs> that is an excellent point. Um, yeah. Although, to be at the same time, I feel like we probably shouldn't make the MAC title game be played in Cleveland. Oh, so. no, that's awful. Yeah. We could. I mean, is is Ohio State using the shoe? We could put it there. <laughs> you know they're not. They won't be on title game weekend. No, oh, this is a thought. Is there? I mean, the Ford Field is a dome. Is there another dome in the area? No. We could put oh, it on no. Oh no. Oh okay. Isn't that, that wooden dome on like the Upper Peninsula or something like that? Right. <laughs> I have no idea. I know the about Superior the wood- Dome. Yeah, I, the okay. Superior Dome. I know about the I know about the lumberjack dome um, down at NAU. My sister graduated from there, so I've I've been there. But okay. wooden domes are great. We need more wooden domes. Oh yes, the Superior Dome is a dome stadium on the campi- campus of Northern Michigan University in Marquette, Michigan. Capacity eight thousand. Hey Mac, Perfect. you should call them. That sounds call great. It. Yeah, that Do sounds it. awesome. Do it next year. Set it up. Make everybody go to the, to be a youper to to watch the MAC title game. Is this the Midwest equivalent of the Kibbe Dome? Ooh. I don't think there's any like official equivalent of the the Kibbe Dome because it the, the Superior Dome is wood, right? Yeah, that's that's different. I think. Yes. Yeah. Con- constructed of seven hundred and eighty-one Douglas fir beams and one hundred one hundred and eight point five miles of fir decking, per the things that pop up on Google, because I do high quality research on this podcast when I am pretending to be the host. I so <laughs> badly want this to look like somebody took a Viking longship and flipped it upside down. <laughs> if it doesn't look like that, I don't want to know about it. Like, just let yeah. me live in this fantasy. It's really important to me. Don't look at what it looks like. Um, also. <laughs> has the ability to withstand 60 pounds per square foot of snow and 80 mile an hour winds and has a retractable artificial turf carpet, the largest of its kind in the world. So shout out to the Superior Dome. It really is superior. That's awesome. I love the UP. (laughs) Okay. Um, We have a historical event. I suspect that Jordan put this in the show notes, so I'm going to put the things... Am I incorrect to assume that Jordan put this in the show notes? It, it was a combination of him and, and myself here in this situation. So there okay. was 
there was basically a game back in 1925 uh, that happened. It was the intentional safety game, uh, which it led to a rule change in the situation. So in 1925, Iowa State was up 7-0 midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, they ran out the clock uh, by taking three consecutive intentional safeties. And they would regain possession at their own 30 after each safety. Um, after they abused this rule, the rule change uh, was implemented that you had to free kick <laughs> back to the other team after the safety. So um, I just wanted to mention that one because that was one of the, the I think we found this with like quirky research. And it was just, they won the game 7-6. I'll just say that. So <laughs> Intentional safeties work. They That's still right. work. They they do still work, uh, but you don't get the ball back anymore. But sometimes do you work. don't need to. See also 2007 backyard brawl. Beth, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Oh, oh my God! Look at look at this. <sighs> so much for the the captain. Now again, we're not gonna. I, I'm not gonna be a good moderator between the West Virginia and Pitt Pitt people here. <laughs> this is not working out. Look, I'll you guys back. are handing I'll all be back. of these. I'm gonna go get a bottle platter. of wine. <laughs> Go get some wine. All right. She's actually leaving the podcast to go get wine. Look what you did, pit girl. Drive her to drink. That's fine. We we all need to drink here. Jordan the, brought this upon us. I mean, Jordan tried to, you know, broadcast from uh, like pitch black outside, which you could barely see. And you could see like the outline of his hair, which was great. I'm sure he'll, lo- he'll love listening to this and he'll definitely cut this part because, you know, we were talking about his silhouette in the darkness. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, uh, speak, speaking of Jordan, though, uh, Jordan did the thing where he has the hot takes on Twitter and just posts them. Uh, so shout out to his uh, weird thing, sickos Thanksgiving food, um, including him. And I strongly disagree with this one. Uh, he has a fondness for like real, like limp, mushy green bean casserole. Miss me with that. I like vegetables that have texture, but where does the rest of the committee land on this kind of thing? So like that that weird green bean like casserole thing with like cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, so like so I I'll just say this, like I never had the green bean casserole growing up. Like you would see the commercials for it. Uh you'd see like the advertisements and like it's Thanksgiving and here's the green bean casserole and you have like the the fried onions around it and like it looked on TV it looked good. It it looked good. I'm like, oh man, I'm sure that's delicious. So one year I made it myself and I was like, that was the last year I've ever made it. So I am not, I'm not touching that again. I will do, uh, you know, my specialty is, is again, I have one over the in-laws with the, the Cajun stuffing that I make. Um, it's kind of like a variation of the Pepperidge Farm stuffing, but I use some andouille sausage, some sage sausage. Uh, there is some crystal hot sauce mixed in there, but I can tailor the heat level to to match um you know whoever is coming thanksgiving because i don't want to um you know burn anybody's mouth or anything like that but it's it's delicious and they requested it this year again so again when your in-laws like something that you cook i mean i definitely got to take that as a a good sign i guess yeah that that is a w um so i come down hard on the side of the 50 shades of gray green bean casserole <laughs> like, just simply because I I grew up with that 
like as the certified hilljack correspondent that is absolutely the food of our people <laughs> i have i have made like the kenji lopez alt super like fancified version of it and was laughed out of a thanksgiving for it so back <laughs> to campbell's cream of mushroom and french's french fried onions we go and I mean, the I mean, onions are the best parts. I have yeah. full credit to the crunchy onions. The, if, um, if you, I just want to eat a can of those. I'll just, just like, just save the green beans. Just give me the, give me the onions. Yeah, they're Correct. basically, like, they're upscale Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> give me a bag of the French fried onions instead of yeah. Funyuns. Done. Oh. Well, I do want to, while we're talking about weird sickos Thanksgiving food, before we move on to the actual top co- to- topic of this podcast, 20 minutes in, <laughs> um... It's Ethan, going so obnoxiously pit boyfriend's family his mom's side of the family is very pa dutch like there are people in living memory of the family who spoke pa dutch and one of the th- some of you would not know this meeting them broadly speaking but it comes out in like food things so like we go on family vacation every summer and ethan's obnoxiously pit boyfriend's grandmother makes red beet eggs while we're on vacation which is a whole thing google it because it doesn't look like you know what I'm talking about. One of the other things about that, we spent gas station food in Pennsylvania. Yeah, like go to a gas station and get pickled beet eggs, a real yeah. thing. Okay, well, or I just mean, in like, a huge jar in a bar, also a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's like pickled like quail eggs and and like swamp stuff, like eggs like that in gas stations. So it, it's yeah. similar. It's just something else that's pickled. So. One of the things that comes out of this also is PA Dutch potato filling, which is like stuffing, but if instead of bread, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. it's fine. I enjoy it, but every year also we spend Thanksgiving with obnoxiously pit boyfriend's family, and I'm like, but what if we had stuffing with bread in it? <laughs> okay, I just looked at the color of pickled beet eggs, and I was I was taken aback. I didn't realize it would be like the purple the purplish beet oh yeah color. okay Easter all, right. all the time yeah I just that is know, why again. they are called red beet eggs mm-hmm. yeah i mean we have like there's there's quail eggs there's it's like it's just like a brand it's like gator pickles quail eggs which is i mean um yeah it's just you know a northern version of that i think yeah i c- Louisiana and Pennsylvania agreeing on many food things. I mean, the, the LA and PA, it's it's close yeah. enough, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> All so, right. are, are, like, where do we fall on the stuffing, filling, dressing line? It's usually stuffing at my house. I'm not sure. Are you guys also, are you stuffing households or are you filling or dressing households? I'm a um, stuffing household. So I mean, it's technically called stuffing. I I mean, for me personally, but I mean, it, it it's really can go both ways. I'm like, if you want to call it stuffing or dressing, it's fine. Uh, it, it's I'm on that weird borderline where stuffing or dressing is whatever. But yeah, I mean, uh, again, I I make this weird Cajun like sometimes it's with cornbread, sometimes it's just normal like the herb season stuffing stuff. But you know, I change it up a, a little. And, and and I I will not give up recipes. So yes, perfect. Dressing goes on salad. That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and filling goes in teeth. 
Okay. And and Oreo cookies, yes. Also Ooh. true. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it, it is actual rivalry week as opposed to last week, which was uh, questionably kind of things got rescheduled because this year is weird week. Uh, there are 13 teams who need a win for bowl eligibility. Georgia Tech, Miami of Florida, not Miami of Ohio, which we yeah, are. The other said. Miami. That's right. Uh, the real you is in Ohio. Don't at me. Uh, Rice, UAB, UTEP, Buffalo, Mizzou, Vandy, Auburn, Georgia Southern, Southern Miss, and the Ragin' Cajuns. Uh, projections from people who are better at advanced statistics than me, and I think also the rest of the committee, uh, has three of them making a bull. I guess we'll see how many of those actually no, 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 make no. it. No. Uh, no? Pro- projections of three, five, and seven teams making a bull. Uh, okay. Uh, I misread so, the show notes. Yes, okay. All right. So the projections, there's three, five, and seven teams. Uh, basically, you're five and seven. And then if you got good grades, you could possibly make a bowl, I guess, it, it, wherever, how they determine that. So if we somehow if we beat finish, Okie State, please don't put us in a bowl. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Let this be over. <laughs> Free me. <laughs> Free, free you from Neil Brown. Uh, I, I did the other day. I, I kept typing in the show notes and I was trying to do some stuff and I just could not spell bowl eligibility on the first try ever. Um, like I, I couldn't do it. And I think our friends at no contacts were just like replied after I made that tweet. It was like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I just, I, I, I can't, you know, I've been typing bowl eligibility so much. I just cannot get it right on the first try. And it's incredibly frustrating. Um, so I just tweeted and, and let my frustrations out on that. I tried <laughs> after, after you, after you mentioned that that was a problem, I'm like, oh, surely I can do this. I have an English degree. And I proceeded to make the second letter D in my first three tries. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great, y'all. Spelling is hard. <laughs> Apparently. I, again, it's just, it's, it's bowl eligibility time. And I, I can say it most of the time, uh, but <laughs> I just can't spell it right on the first try. It's it's weird. It's like the, one of those words that I just can't, like there's a mental block and no matter how slow I try to type, I will still mess it up. All right. Well, with that, we are going to get into the meat of the show and the meat of the schedule. Uh, starting with the Thursday game, the Egg Bowl is Thursday. I will be observing long-held Sickos Committee tradition of observing Times in God's time, mostly because our friends at LSUfootball.net put the times in God's time, and it is 10.56, not God's time, and I am not going to keep track of the time zone conversion. Uh, With all of that said, Egg Bowl can be found at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, Those of you who are extremely online, which if you are listening to this podcast, that is all of you, surely saw all of the Lane Kiffin drama on Monday, Tuesday, this week. Uh, So uh, the Egg Bowl is always a little bit spicy, a little bit crazy, very sickos, no matter what happens. But Lane might be a little bit distracted, but says that he's not. But I'm not sure that I believe him. Yeah, this one's going to be weird. It's a candidate for Sicko's Game of the Week, like it was last year, and it was last year. Um, Well-deserved on, again, Thanksgiving night. Um, I think like the one in 2019 like changed college football forever, essentially. like Every coaching change that year was connected to that game. Uh, 
there is some bad weather expected. So again, Sitco's weather service uh, in this situation, it's about an 80-90% chance of rain. Uh, I think temperatures will be around the 50s, so it's not going to be like terribly cold. Uh, but it, it could be a, a messy, slippery egg for the egg bowl. <laughs> Implying that the egg bowl is ever not messy and slippery. Uh, another one that's probably going to be a little bit messy, uh, Arizona State at Arizona on Friday. That one can be found at... I think it's Fox Sports 1 at about 2.30 Central. That is correct. Central? I scrolled down too quickly. Yep, 2 p.m. Central on FS1. Uh, the Territorial Cup. Uh, the only thing I personally have to note about this game is that... Uh, Split Zone Duo, also a friend of the pod, says that Fox is having their friends or having their people call this one remotely instead of sending someone to Tempe because evidently they spent all of their travel money on the World Cup. I don't know. This is a Friday game. You can find somebody to go call it. Arizona's nice this time of year. Isn't Fox owned by Disney? No, that's ESPN. Okay. I wasn't sure which part of Fox had been purchased by Disney. It's the movie side of them. Okay. Yeah, it's the movie side of Fox. The notion of that running out of money is oddly distressing. (laughs) So the Territorial Cup um, in this situation, it is the oldest rivalry trophy uh, in in college football. Hmm. Um, So I I posted it in the Discord. I I want you to give me the the best descriptions of this uh, this rivalry trophy, but like, don't like. Just give me just your your first take thoughts of the first time seeing this rivalry trophy, knowing that it's the oldest one in college football. That looks like it belongs in my grandmother's pewter cabinet. I'll be right back. Oh, no. Do you have a territorial cup? <laughs> it, like, just looking at this thing, it feels like somebody's bringing this out in, in Downton Abbey to, like, serve some guests or something like that. It, it, it yeah. really feels like that. This definitely has some, like, weird holiday punch in it. Yes. I mean, it seems like it's a T. Okay. All right. All right, Beth. Oh, yes. Yes. I I feel like it matches my grandmother's tea set. (laughs) Yes. I didn't know that there was a vase that went along with my grandmother's tea set, but I'm really excited to learn that. And Arizona, I'd like my tea set back. This isn't me saying that the Wildcats are going to win. This is me asking the entire state of Arizona to please give me back my tea set. But. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, this one, again, is up for Sicko's game of the week. Um, you know, again, both teams, no shot at bowl eligibility. Maybe, maybe I think Arizona has a shot at that random maybe five and seven shot. Um, which again is, is insane if that happens. Uh, but yeah, basically this one, again, up for Sicko's game of the week. And we, we were looking forward to this. This will be going on, I think, at the same time that England and the United States are playing. Yes, I believe so. I think England-US kicks off at like 1 or 2 p.m. Eastern. So yeah. Yep. Have oh, fun this, with is that. To, this is going to make for some wonderfully confusing tweeting, and I cannot wait. It's going to be fun this week. So, uh, you know, you're listening to the podcast and you're following the Twitter account. You're going to have no idea what we're talking about unless we spell it out for you. So it'll be a lot of fun. The real question is, can we get the USMNT on the quad box? Sound effect, sound effect, sound effect. 
the quad box uh is it on espn or is it on fox it's on fox oh uh, it's on fox so the quad box only works with espn shows so oh. uh, so again um maybe youtube tv or you know hulu or something will allow me to quad box uh jordan put sound effect here quad box uh throw in a coin flip too whatever coin flip <laughs> Uh, because the Arizona Arizona State game is a coin flip metric wise, so uh, yeah, coin another coin flip as you did in the last podcast. There was a lot of coin flips, so uh, you basically just keep throwing them in here. We're just gonna ask for sound effects since you're not in the podcast right now, and and when you listen to it and edit it, uh, you can throw in the you know quad box. Just do it again. Uh, so <laughs> it's really fun. I, I like talk to my friends. And they listen to the podcast and they, they mock or like they shout quad box at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so again, let's let's get one good one in here for Jordan to, to put in the quad box. The quad box. <laughs> All right. <laughs> moving on to the next Mo- game. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the next game, jumping ahead in time because time is a construct anyway, to Louisville at Kentucky, 2 p.m. God's time on the SEC network. Uh, Louisville is ranked. Louisville is not, not Sicko's committee's ranked. Like the actual committee that's run by actual adults ranked. What? Yeah. I, I don't know how that happened. Honestly. What, I, what dark pact, what dark pact have you signed? Scott Satterfield. <laughs> what have you done? I, Honestly, um, you know, in this situation, the the Governor's Cup is kind of impressive, honestly. Just if you look, I just posted that in the Discord. Um, again, Scott Satterfield has won five out of his last six games. The only losses to Clemson after he was threatened to be fired. Um, he It seems like he wanted to be fired. And no matter what he does, uh, he keeps winning f- football games. And... Scott, if you win this game and they give you an extension, don't do it, Scott. Don't don't sign it. Don't <laughs> don't sign it, Mr. Satterfield. Don't do it. My goodness, just... this trophy. <laughs> this trophy looks like I I don't even know what to say. That this trophy this, looks like it. This is like the most nineteen ninety seven trophy I have ever seen in my life. You have columnar glass holding up a weird like reflective layer and then the cup itself is held like atlas holding up the world style by linemen this thing is is amazing this is modernized land grant trophy Mm -hmm. if you now listen if i told you that those columns were also lava lamps would you buy it yes like you plug this thing in and it just lights up like a disco ball they definitely need some LEDs in there. I mean, oh, that'd be yeah. great. like maybe some strobe lights. That'd be perfect. Oh, no, the the like the little copper fairy lights with the battery power. You just like drop them in, like you drop them in a jar. This Beautiful. is a weirdly Las Vegas trophy for something that's awarded in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of shiny for Kentucky. I'll just say that. Yes, very oh, yeah, shiny I, for Kentucky. If I told you I bought this at the MGM Grand on on consignment, you would believe me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this week is really the week for weird trophies uh 
moving moving forward a little bit, but also back in time because again, time is a construct. Nothing is real. No. Uh, Nebraska at Iowa on Friday. This game is officially the Heroes game, and it has a trophy to match that. But I would argue that this game should be called the Confrontation. We can't call it that's already taken, but like, come on. Heroes game is lame and and boring. I love this name, Cosine. As always, you and I agree on everything that is not our respective football allegiances. (laughs) You guys are incredibly similar, except for the West Virginia pit divide, uh, apparently. It's it's amazing. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm all for confrontation. Uh, If we start to talk about the confrontation, we need to, to trademark it because, you know, again, if they, they pick it up, we, we want to make money. Oh, yeah. TM. TM, TM, <laughs> Sickos Committee TM. Uh, confrontation. Uh, maybe you could put an echo on that, Jordan, you know. The confrontation. No, I don't. I, he probably won't do it. So I just, just everybody laughing for no apparent reason. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to just you know, make a whole bunch of sound effects requests because Jordan's not here. And... Um, we, we have no idea what he's going to cut or leave in the podcast. So this is going to be great. We're just, we're going blind and it's a lot of fun. Having Welcome a to our only one. six minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Also worth noting about this game. Uh, Iowa can win the big 10 West is probably going to win the big 10 West question mark. I just, yeah. Look, look, I said this like when Iowa was, I think they lost to Iowa State and they were like bleak. And I'm like, Iowa's still going to win the Big Ten West. Like, there's not, like, it's just going to happen. It's almost like an inevitability. And I mean, it's like, it seems like to be the most frustrating uh, way to win the Big Ten West, which I know all Iowa fans are like, yeah, fine, we'll go to the Big Ten West. We'll take the shot against either Michigan or Ohio State. Sure, uh, maybe a miracle happen, we'll beat them and we win the Big Ten Conference Championship. But we're not like going to get our hopes up like maybe we did last year uh, in the Big Ten Championship game. So uh, you know, again, it, it was funny. Like you know, when it, this is just the Iowa thing. This is this is Iowa football and. I, I, I don't see Nebraska beating them, which would be even more sickos if Nebraska beat them in, like, like Nebraska fashion. Like, just they'd actually, like, were down and they actually drive and, and win by one possession, which would be incredibly sickos. But uh, this will be a lot of fun. Let's, let's see what happens. I think Iowa should win, but, I mean, I know Nebraska's going to come and play. They're ready to play. And, and nothing in the Big Ten West goes the way that it should. Absolutely nothing. No. I mean, obviously not when the team that has an offense that is like an abomination unto mankind is most likely to win your division. So, Pat Narduzzi to Iowa. You know, oh. he would be happy. He would be happy there. I feel like I, I think Narduzzi's offense may be a little bit better than Ference's offense. I, I'm going to say that. It is. It's statistically very average. It's just that it doesn't pass the eye test. <laughs> anyway. The camera shaking from Pit Girl after she said that. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's go. Let's go out to the Mountain West. Uh, it is New Mexico at Colorado State. Both teams two and nine. 
so it's our worst dual, uh, I guess, record matchup here this week. Um, this is a Mountain West matchup. New Mexico hasn't won a game in the Mountain West this year. Colorado State has only won two games in the Mountain West. Uh, there is no trophy between these two, uh, and they play in the last week. Um, and I, I was searching on, I, I guess, Vivid Seats to try to find the highest price ticket to this game. It was $400, $468 to go to Fort Collins and watch Colorado State at New Mexico. Compared to some of the other games that we're going to discuss, that is a reasonable price for the highest price ticket. Um, I mean, I feel like that's maybe like in a New Belgium suite or something like that. And you get a lot of like fat tire uh, craft beer or something like that. Who knows? Works for me. Yes. I'm here for that. So for the price of 78 Big Macs, you can have the best seat in the house at New Mexico at Colorado State. I don't know which one will be more fun. I I suppose it just depends on who you are, but that's a choice that you could make. <laughs> 78 Big Macs or one ticket to Colorado State uh, against New Mexico in Fort Collins. The choice is yours. <laughs> yeah, I... I guess it makes sense that this does, this one doesn't have a trophy, but I'm a little disappointed it doesn't have a trophy. This feels like an opportunity for like a weird like we're half of four corners trophy I, thing to go on. It, like Colorado State has like two other rivals, like Air Force, which is maybe like two hours south, and then Wyoming, which is like an hour north. This like Albuquerque is kind of far away from Fort Collins because Fort Collins is at the very top of Colorado, but if this is that weird designated last game of the year, there, there needs to be some sort of trophy. And I have no idea what it would be. Um, no idea. Uh, maybe like a trophy of the combination of the symbols inside both of the state flags. So like the Zia of, of New Mexico and the weird like sea with the mountain in it for Colorado and just put that on a trophy. I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. It's just a ram trying to puzzle out the lyrics to Weird Al's Albuquerque. Sure. <laughs> it's great. Sold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Illinois at Northwestern. This one does have a trophy. It is the Land of Lincoln trophy, which is a little bit on the nose, but it works. Uh, does Northwestern do a thing? Does, does Northwestern do a thing? What do you mean? They actually is it win. possible that Northwestern might do a thing? So, this is Northwestern's last shot to win a game in the United States this year. Do they? <laughs> do they beat Illinois? Uh oh, it's possible. It could happen. I don't think so, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, like our the guy on the first podcast, Doctor Garage, he uh. He said that Northwestern was going 111 even after they built they beat even after they beat uh, Nebraska and Ireland. Uh, so if if he calls that, that's amazing. Is it like I, ro- I ride so hard for this trophy? It's is it just like Lincoln's top hat? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Ron's hat. Just a hat. <laughs> This is so good. It needs a better name. 
I I had no idea until just now that it was just his hat. What I name it literally anything else, make it more clear that the trophy is a hat, and I would be all over this game. The Lincoln hat? No, I don't know. The Mad Hatter? No, that's no. We won't talk about Les Miles. Uh, <laughs> no hat bowl. Hat bowl. <laughs> I didn't think I could love that trophy more, and then I found a picture of a human being holding it. Oh. This is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. It looks like somebody who's trying to carry his mother's casserole into like, into a potluck, and I love this so much. Yeah, without context, without being able to see the brim of the hat on top of the like wooden thing that the hat sits on, it kind of looks like one of those cakes that you see people make on TikTok. Where they like have the piece of cardboard so they can make sure that the frosting is all smooth on the outside. (laughs) I bet that thing is sneaky heavy too. Oh, I bet it is. It looks. We we don't know how much it weighs. We don't know how much it weighs. We always got. We don't know if the hat is solid or if the hat is hollow. Real questions. Definitely. This is the kind of investigative journalism that you can expect from us here at the Sickos Committee. Yes. No trophies unweighed. (laughs) <laughs> that's definitely going to be an off-season blog for sure I'll, I'll say that all right let's Thank let's you. go on out to oh i'm sorry let's go no, on out it's... to chestnut hill massachusetts syracuse at boston college uh some acc slander let's let's talk about the acc a little bit here syracuse six and zero to start the season they've lost five straight um do they win one to end the year? They're at Boston College. It's a night game on Saturday. <laughs> it's like 7.30 Eastern. Why? I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what that means? What is it? What is it? Well, tell me. This is the game that's on the regional. This is the oh. game that's on the RSN because Pitt is on ACC Network at 8. Oh. So oh, this no. is the regional game. Yes. Y'all are going on TV timeout. Oh, yeah. Syracuse at BC, 6.30, God's time, ACC, RSN. Yes. Yes. There, There is no name for this game. There is no trophy for this game. I just wanted to mention that the highest price ticket is $149. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many Big Macs that is. Can you tell me how many McRibs? Because it's only for a limited time only. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly the McRib is going away forever. Oh, my God. Okay, so $3.69 is your average price for a McRib. Okay. Which means... That gives you 40-ish McRibs? Yes, 40. 40.379. So okay. you have I'm an a history major who was good at math. <laughs> <laughs> history major, good at math. So 40 McRibs are the best seat in the house in Chestnut Hill. I, I, I may have to go with the McRibs because supposedly it's going away for the last yeah. time. So I don't know. They and say they that every a... time. They do say that yeah. every time. But this time I think they mean it. No, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't I don't think they mean it. No, they only have the only thing they've ever minted about was Monopoly, and that's because they was cheating. <laughs> the damn Monopoly game. Do crimes. So- Syracuse, Boston College, if you don't bronze a bowl of clam chowder and name this game after it, I'm going to be so upset with you. Give it have the, the, like, have the, some values. The chowder bowl. Oh, I like that's that. That's beautiful. 
Done. Sold. Do it. <laughs> you can have you can have them dip it in paint, like if Boston College wins, it like you dip Ooh. it in white paint, and then it's New England style clam chowder. If Syracuse wins, you dip it in red paint, and it's Manhattan style. That'd be oh. fantastic. Oh, that's it. Done. I love All how right. we're just casually ignoring the fact that Syracuse is pretty far inland. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lake by them, right? Ish. <laughs> kind of. I mean, the Finger Lakes, kind of. Sure. <laughs> Not really. Sure. Ish. Hi. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Bodie. Uh, Bodie McBoface. Gonna... Yeah, friend of the pod, Bodie McBoface. Friend of the pod, Bodie McBoface, yes. Yeah, uh, listen. That is, that is her real name. New York is just a city. That's all that's there. Just like how Pennsylvania is only Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. That's it. That is correct. Yep. Beth and I actually aren't real. We are figments of your imagination because we are in the part of Pennsylvania that doesn't exist. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's suddenly alarming that I'm just sitting in the closet talking to myself now. But all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on that note, let's talk about Pitt at Miami. Uh <laughs> <laughs> do we have wa- to uh, yes because again miami needs this to get bowl eligible i would like to call this one the dan marino bowl um the winner gets dan marino's wig that he wore in the 1970s when he was a pit player uh, in the 1970s and 80s that the curly wig so it'll be like a bronze wig and, and everybody can wear it um i know pit girl doesn't want anybody to watch this game so i'll, I'll let you say what you want to say here yeah, no, don't. Um, no one. I, I, I listened to the the recap. You guys were absolutely correct about the pit game last week. Uh, do not watch this game if you do not have extensive experience watching ACC football, and you do not also have adequate eye perfect protection. Because if you do not have both of those things, your eyes will be burned, and you will not be able to see anything ever again. Uh, I do not have high hopes for this game being anything that anyone who is not a member of the Sickos committee would call watchable football. I am cautiously optimistic that Pitt will be eight and four because Miami is like bad, bad. But at the same time, Pitt has a mysterious way of losing to Miami every season, except for that season where they were number two for no real reason. And then Kenny Pickett in his first ever start stunned it on them which was delightful. I was there. It was wonderful. Uh, but I am not optimistic. Uh, this game's going to be weird. So almost certainly, I, I that's all I can say about this. Uh, but yeah, also don't. Uh, I will be on my couch being extremely anxious at 8 p.m. on Saturday on the ACC network with all of the weird ads. And I will be tweeting at you, as is my passion. Yeah, please do. Someone has to. <laughs> so- this game is, is kind of personal for myself. Um, so my, my dad is from Pittsburgh, uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh. My mom is from Miami, born and raised in Miami, uh, even though I grew up in New Orleans. Uh, little little weird family. So this is essentially like the commissioners. Uh, we can call this the commissioner's cup if you want. Uh, Absolutely. So, yes. again, it, it's it's my <laughs> – it's crazy. Um I was looking up tickets on this one because I was just curious on what the get-in price was. I saw the get-in price on Vivid Seats was $3 before the fees. Uh, so you go on down to Hard Rock, uh, you know, Hard Rock Cafe Stadium and and get in and, and watch this. You know, I, I'm sure it won't be packed. Uh, I did see that there is a suite available uh, for this in this situation uh, for $13,301. You can get a suite, a champion suite, for the Pitt Miami game, 
which is the mid-level, the suite level. Uh, basically, I don't know if it's like the the club they have inside the stadium to watch <laughs> in Miami. It says one ticket for the suite. I don't know if it's like you get everybody in or if it's just like one ticket to get in the suite. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, this is Miami. This is cocaine money. That also, by the way, is 5,565 Oreo McFlurries, the regular size. The regular size. <laughs> First of all, you need to find a McDonald's that the McFlurry machine is working. Yeah, that does presuppose a few things. So, that's a lot of, I like how we're equating all these ticket prices to McDonald's menu items. It's perfect. This is a podcast of the people. That's right. right. We do it. No shame eating McDonald's. Yeah, for that sweet price, there had better be a bunch of really good Miami things included in the suite. Yes. What my what Miami things would you want to have included oh. in the suite? She's like, oh, I, I can't say these aloud on podcasts. <laughs> I mean, personally, no. But the kind of person who is spending that much money on a suite, hmm. So give okay. me some some high quality cafecito. Uh, definitely, you know, the Cuban coffee, give me that going. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. be hype and, and won't crash by the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some other, uh, Colombian things there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, again, if the, you're there, I, I would expect some fine Cuban sandwiches, uh, the finest mm-hmm. that, you know, the hard rock cafe has the offer, uh, which do you think they give you a complimentary jet ski or do you have to ask for one of those? Oh no, that's How included. Much- how much does a jet ski cost, really? Like, yeah. I mean, could you buy a jet ski? Wait, for this you were asking, you were asking two people from Central Pennsylvania how much a jet ski costs. Okay, you say that like there aren't jet skis on Raytown, Raytown Lake, though, because there one hundred percent are. That's true. Boy, this just became a hyper regional podcast, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, again, I'm trying to pull you down to Texas, but I am outnumbered here. Uh, jet ski <laughs> ranges in cost from five thousand to twenty thousand. So. You know, you could probably buy a, a, a high quality jet ski for about ten grand instead of buying a suite to this game. So, what is a twenty five thousand dollars jet ski made of? Adamantium. Yeah, you know, like come and take a ride on my rhodium jet ski. <laughs> is it like a two seater? Is it like I, more? I horsepower? feel like a twenty thousand dollar markup for a second seat. It feels like a lot. I don't know. I'm not a jet ski maker. I. <laughs> I, I do not see do or don't. <laughs> no, yeah, noted Altoona resident does not see do. <laughs> okay, so I, I just want to say I, I've, I've pulled up jet ski prices. I just wanted to, to pull this up, so I don't know if this is accurate. Again, internet research uh, on the spot here. Uh, there is a 310 horsepower jet ski for for $19,199. That is more horsepower than my car for not all that much more than I paid for my car. Let me let me uh-huh. copy the image. It is a Kawasaki Ultra 310 LX review. I am going to post that in Discord. Confuse everybody in our Discord. <laughs> Let's do it. Look at that thing. Oh. That even wow, that that is a three-person jet ski. Oh yeah. So that's a transformer. Listen, I've seen some transformers in my time, and that is one. Yes. That thing definitely turns into like the left leg of the Megazord. RAP yeah, green slash is... white ranger. Yeah, yes. this is part of a Gundam. This becomes a Gundam. Oh yeah, Gun- absolutely. Definitely. Totally. It's a leg. Yes. So for tw- for like 
$20,000 plus, you can have a mech. <laughs> a lake mech. Yeah, I, I'd be in San Antonio, like, on, like, what? Like, Lake Medina or Canyon Lake with a... Yeah, I, I would need a trailer for my sedan to, to move the jet ski around. Whatever. Uh, it'd be great. See, our, our closest lake is Racetown, and Racetown is a town that they flooded to try to build a, rec- a, a recreational area. So, like, there's still trees in Racetown that people occasionally <laughs> hit with things. Oh, so... <laughs> yep. No lies on this podcast, y'all. Look it up. <laughs> None whatsoever. Spitting straight facts about Central PA. Mm-hmm. Yes. Please don't drive a Maserati jet ski on Lake Raystown. You'll die. (laughs) Yeah, for your safety, don't. For my entertainment, consider it. With a GoPro. Yeah. Speaking of water, let's go to Stillwater for this week. Oh, let's not. Let's do it, Pat. (laughs) I will be tweeting at you, as is my (laughs) one. Complaints about the amount of Pennsylvania content in this episode can be directed to at so let's say on Twitter. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's his fault. Uh, so <laughs> uh, do, do you, I mean, can West Virginia win at Oklahoma State? Beth, you don't want that to happen, right? Um. Well, is... What are the odds that someone will have lobotomized Garrett Green and turned him into a different person by the time this game goes off? Because that's probably, like, honestly, that that's how this game is going to go. It's a question of, like, what is West Virginia's backup now starting quarterback? How is that going to go? And in my opinion, it's going to go very, very badly. I hmm. would like it to go badly because it sure makes our coaching decision a whole lot easier. But... We fired our AD, so like this is this is coming to an end, I think. But West Virginia has not ever handled a coaching change with any type of wisdom or even remote forethought. Like we're just sort of a like we get drunk and rowdy and hire a coach. Woo! So (laughs) I don't know what's about to happen. I don't think that we can win this game. I think that we maybe have we maybe have the ability to be pesky, so this game could be fun. You will know if it's going to be fun by the sixth minute of the first quarter. Yeah, I, I this is not me necessarily speaking of West Virginia's defense, especially given what you have said about wanting the Neil Brown wild ride to be over, which I respect. Uh, but there is the fact that Oklahoma State has been like low key a dumpster fire for the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. So like yeah. this could be a little bit more spicy than the helmets would indicate. Well, in West Virginia also, while they've been completely incapable of stringing together back-to-back good games for, I don't know, three years, um, <laughs> they had a real bad one. So maybe, I don't know, let's get weird. Weird is good. Weird is our favorite thing. It actually. really is. Yes. I've been asking for this team to be weird. So since this is what I want for Christmas, maybe. At which point, then, we do we become one of the five-win teams that maybe gets it? No. No, I so don't want to go to a bowl game. That's the don't projected make jokes th- about your APR. So, I mean, oh, I don't know. How, how smart is West Virginia's football <laughs> players? 
I don't even know how they measure this anymore. Like the APR is like, is it accurate? I have no idea. I can I couldn't find an accurate article about it. This COVID year, so. probably made the whole APR thing completely jacked, and it's entirely oh, yeah. done by vibes. If I had to guess, probably. Which would be fine because largely that just measures, you know, what kind of crap courses we're putting our athletes in, much more than their actual performance in them. Hashtag, yep. please, if you're gonna if you're gonna give people an education, give them a decent one. Yeah. I Hello, UNC. Oh, wait. <clears throat> we're not we're not talking about them right now. Uh, <laughs> Scroll down. Oh, there they are. <laughs> there, they're there. They're there. Let, let's go to the uh, the the trophy in the Big Ten West, where uh, the dad instincts in me is fearful for the players to handle. I'm talking about Paul Bunyan's axe in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I I'm afraid somebody's gonna poke somebody's eye out with that axe. I mean, it's an axe. You're probably gonna poke out significantly more than their eye. Well, if they got the helmet on, I think maybe the helmet could help that. But is an axe is an axe really a poking tool? Uh, very much not. Like it's well, not like the old, old, they're not like they're the not handle end. For, yeah, I guess. Like it's not Paul Bunyan's all. So. <laughs> yeah, they accidentally hit each other, like the the player behind them with the handle of the axe in the eye. <laughs> oh, so it's like the whitewater rafting demonstration thing where they're like, you gotta hold on to the T grip, otherwise, whack. <laughs> The handle on the axe does look like disproportionately long. I'm about to drop a picture in the chat. Because uh, it is, like, so long that, like, I mean, you know, long enough lever, you can move the earth, whatever. But, like, this is maybe longer than it should be. Whoa. Like, that, that axe handle is probably taller than me. Oh, yeah, definitely. And are, so are those the game scores that are on it? Because I kind of want this to be, like, the stick that we use to measure all the kids in your nanny's house. It's, it's what like, it, it oh, looks Trevor like. Trevor was four feet tall that year. All the, all the game scores are on it. Minnesota and Wisconsin are mathematically eliminated from the Big Ten West. Basically, the only thing that they're playing for is this axe, really. Or maybe a slightly better bowl game, which is, which is, I, I guess, maybe you go to the, the, the ghost of the Outback Bowl in Tampa, uh, the fraudulent mortgage, mortgage company. I don't, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, do you want to go to Tampa? I, sure, I guess. Uh, compared to like freeze in Minneapolis, yeah, I would probably say yes. I don't know. This time of year, I'd go to Tampa. You want to go to Tampa, Pit Girl? Sure. Yeah, this time of year, yeah, Florida. This is this is the time of year in which visiting Florida is nice, mm-hmm. actually. So you two are snowbirds, as they say. I mean, <laughs> when I'm old, maybe, but right now I will be here in my denim jacket, even though it is below freezing. Yep. Denim jacket. More, more Big Ten West. We want to talk about Purdue at Indiana, which uh, this is the old oaken bucket, which this bucket seems like really heavy. Like just looking at the old oaken bucket, which has like, um, it's like a handle. And I mean, there's like things hanging off the bucket. It, it seems like a substantial bucket. The, the name of the game is based off of the poem called the old oaken bucket. So, I mean, is this, like, the only, like, rivalry trophy that's based off of poetry? I, maybe. I did find the poem. I kind of love it. I'm trying <laughs> to, I'm, like, swick, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I will read it. Jordan, if this ends up being, like, secret racist, please take it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a poem from the 1700s, so... <laughs> I mean, who knows at that point? <laughs> How dear to my heart are the scenes of my childhood when fond recollection presents them to view. The orchard, the meadow, the deep tangled wildwood, and every loved spot which my infancy knew. The wide spreading pond and the mill which stood by it. The bridge and the rock where the cataract fell. The cot of my father, the dairy house nigh it, and e'en the rude bucket which hung in the well, the old oaken bucket, the iron-bound bucket, the moss-covered bucket, which hung in the well. And then you get two more stanzas talking about treasuring the bucket. This poem is great. <laughs> Worth noting per Wikipedia about this poem also, the author, and uh, Samuel Woodworth, was not from Indiana. Uh, poem set to music, yeah. Although, a quote from Wikipedia, no source of all knowledge although yes. samuel woodworth was not from indiana the poem exemplifies the sentiment felt by the people of indiana towards their home state the poem was set to set to music in 1826 by gf kalmark and memorized or sung by generations of american school children it made the poet's unpretentious childhood in skituit massachusetts the goal of sentimental tourists in the late 19th century so this poem is actually about massachusetts <laughs> somebody made a parody of it as well oh my god I now present to you the old open oh, the old oaken bucket as revised by the Board of Health, attributed to <laughs> anonymous. <laughs> okay. With what anguish of mind I remember my childhood, recalled in the light of knowledge since gained. The malarious farm, the wet fungus grown wildwood, <laughs> the chills then contracted that since have remained. The scum-covered duck pond, the pigsty <laughs> close by it, the ditch where the sour-smelling house drainage fell, the damp-shaded <laughs> dwelling, the foul barnyard nigh it, but worse than all else was that terrible well. And <laughs> the old oaken bucket, the mold-crusted bucket, the moss-covered bucket that hung in the well. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that, that poem is probably more appropriate for Purdue in Indiana than, than we realize at this point. <laughs> I drop one last week. I'm dropping that parody poem in the Discord. Do with it as you will, Kamish. No, just throw it in the Discord because everybody else who's in the Discord, they're, they're just like, what is going on? And I can't wait to listen to this podcast. So uh, <laughs> basically, like, no context, Sickos Committee podcast teasers. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, back on Extremely Central Pennsylvania talk. For I'm not going to say the last time because we're going to derail the podcast again. Uh, Michigan State at Penn State. It is land grant trophy time. Cue the lasers. Put laser sounds in here. Jordan, put laser sounds of like, you know, uh, was it the troopers from Star Wars? Do it. They're shooting at us. I, I want to read. I want to read what they what Penn State Twitter said about this. Uh, the land grant trophy. Um, so they, they tweeted, it said the critics are raving about the land grant trophy, the land grant trophy, the Penn, Penn state university, Michigan state university, the most beautiful block of wood I've ever seen in my life. Five stars from Sean Clifford, a sight to be seen. Beautiful from James Franklin. I love everything about the trophy from Jair Brown, a big block of wood from Jonathan Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> it's i think i don't know who tweeted what i mean i don't know what we said about it but i just love that it oh my god 
Yeah, I, I do, so I don't like James Franklin, but I do appreciate the fact that he is a little bit of a poster. When things like this happen, it's delightful. And also, how can you, how can you not post about the land grant trophy, which is literally some random person's bookcase with knickknacks on it? Oh yeah, but they made it a trophy. Yeah, this is we're fighting over Mima's corner cabinet. That's right. If you want knickknacks, we're gonna take you. We're gonna take it. To- we're gonna take it there. It's it's more than a trophy. It's a bookshelf, a nightstand, a photo holder, and more. The land grant trophy. <laughs> the Don't trophy you? for when neither of you are playing your actual rival because one of you is too cowardly to play your actual rival, and because the other of you, the actual rival, is playing their actual rival this week. <laughs> Just oh. remember. Remember, whoever wins this trophy, don't let the kids pick up the Nittany Lion. That thing was made by Royal Dalton, and they can pick it up when they're old enough. That's right. <laughs> Michigan State actually needs this one for bowl eligibility, or maybe they get the random 5-7 and seven projected game that we don't know that's going to happen, but who knows? There may be a 5-7 and seven team, and could it be Michigan State? Maybe. Shout out to my dude, Mel Tucker, also, who uh, evidently received a $100,000 bonus that was meant to be spread among him, his assistant coaches, and all of his admi- and his administrators. But he kept all of it. Secure the bag. Buy a boat. <laughs> Maybe a jet ski. I mean, that Kawasaki seems really nice. You could get five of those. Yeah, absolutely. Is there water around, uh, you know, uh, East Lansing? Yeah, I'm sure there's like lakes around there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sort of, you know, the whole thing with Michigan is that three sides of it are surrounded by water. Sure. So, yes. Yeah, yeah it's done. Yes, some good lakes. One might even say some great ones. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a low blow. Never mind, I'm not sorry. No, that was great. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to set you up for it, but knock it down. Go right ahead. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Uh, Good news, pit girl. Iron Bowl? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. Um, How normal is this one going to be? They're never normal, so it's going to be exactly as normal as they always are, and I am fully prepared for Auburn to, like, weirdly somehow do the thing, in which case I have to have an existential crisis about how cool it would be if they made Cadillac the permanent head coach, but also I feel like that would not actually be a good situation for him, given, or for most people, uh, given the way that the Auburn Booster Corps is, Um, but also it would be very, very funny. I am concerned as someone who cares about your well-being that you began talking about this game with the like with with this note of confidence of like I can handle whatever is about to happen with this game. (laughs) I mean, I can only insofar as the fact that having been raised Auburn really prepared me to be to choose to be pit because Auburn is just pit with all of the sliders at 11. So. It's fine. I it's it's fine. I will I'm I'm fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um so this this to me just I posted the Iron Bowl like trophy in the Discord. This this looks like somebody won a golf tournament. Yeah. Uh it, this is like you can see like a golfer on top and he just won the PGA Championship. 
I mean, also, not, it's, I'm going to be real seem... with you. I was raised an Auburn fan. I've been an Auburn fan for my entire life. I have never once thought about what the trophy for the Iron Bowl looks like. This is not one where people are, like, invested in the trophy in the way that they are with, like, the little brown jug or the old oaken bucket or whatever. Like, it's just I, there has to be a trophy that goes along with it, I guess. Let, let's be honest about this. There are some things that the Midwest just does a better job of. And trophies are one of those things. Like it, it just it's it feels like it's just it's too it's just beneath too much of the SEC to not play for a weird piece of bric-a-brac that the frat boys scrounged up one morning in 1917. Man, I I looked at this. I didn't even know they had an uh, official Iron Bowl trophy. That's why I was like, I needed to go search to see if there is there was one. Because, I mean, really, I've never seen anybody, like, raise it up and go get it after the game. I I don't think I ever have. It is, like, all I just know was the Iron Bowl. That's it. Oh, if you told me this trophy was given for, like, some type of award at the Masters, I'd buy it. Totally. That is exactly what it looks like. The the, the way that it is photographed in the Discord really makes it look extra golf course-y. Oh, yeah. This is a Georgia-ass trophy, guys. Yes, I would 100% believe that this was actually the trophy for the clean old-fashioned hate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, do you doesn't... want do you want Lane Pit Girl? It would be entertaining. Um I'm less opposed to him than I am to some of the other options. Like, I don't particularly want Dion. I don't think that's going to end well. Uh, so, and I really, 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 really don't want Hugh Freeze. So, sure. I'll take Lane. I think I Lane would hate Auburn. I'd, like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, like, if, if this does happen, again, like, Lane posting a picture of the book in his gray sweats of the Egg Bowl, <laughs> which was kind of, a little bit too much there, Lane. Uh, just a little bit, a little bit too much there. I'm just gonna say that it's it's gray sweat season, so uh, <clears throat> some some of y'all will know what that means. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like Lane, you know. Again, Lane is a poster. Like he is like mm-hmm. like Auburn Twitter and Lane Kiffin together. Oh, I mean, we'll get fantastic Twitter content if Twitter is still around. Whenever. Whenever, I if mean, it ever happens, I'll say also that. Also, imagine a universe in which Lane Kiffin and Bruce Pearl coach at the same university. Yeah, um, Auburn and Auburn's like social media will go, like go through the roof. Will 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 the results on the field match that or the court? Maybe I don't know, uh, but they'll be entertaining as hell, and they will essentially be the polar opposite of Alabama. Which maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Be fun. That feels like maybe the move to me. I might have been sold on this. Don't let me talk you into that. No, don't don't <laughs> let me don't don't blame me on me. Don't do that. Don't don't don't. Uh, let me talk to you about a game that's a little bit under the radar, rivalry wise, personally for me. Uh, <laughs> so again, being from Louisiana, I I have some LSU ties. Uh, a lot of friends, a lot of high school, you know, classmates went to LSU, a lot of ties to the Tigers and everything of that nature. Uh, I have a lot of in-laws and I have a cousin that are Aggies uh, and they are not having a great year, but oh boy, would it make 
the year for the Aggies to just spoil what LSU is doing this year unexpectedly. So will they be up for this game? I don't know. Um, you know, I feel like the, the 12th man will show up for this one. Um, these, these two schools don't like each other, honestly. Um, when they played each other in baseball, it was very, very, um, you know, they, they're, they're two good baseball schools also. So they, they don't like each other baseball wise, uh, basketball. Again, this was kind of like that forced rivalry game. Um, you know, LSU took the place of Texas, uh, when A&M came to the conference. So these two don't like each other. There was a joke at the time that at the end of the year, no matter what happens when they join the SEC, that LSU will beat them. And then there was that weird seven overtime game uh, that happened. And that kind of shifted things slightly. But even though LSU did get revenge the year after that, uh, and I just, I don't know, this one may be a little quirky. So I I think LSU will be up for it. It'll be a little bit different. Um, I don't know if A&M has the capability to to win it. But again, LSU... uh, I, I just, it's weird this year. LSU is like, can I trust them? I like, uh, I'm like, ah, do, do I, can I rely on them? I mean, like they put away UAB last week, like really with no problem. Uh, th- there wasn't like any real hiccups. It, it was, it's strange. So it feels like weird territory in a new regime for LSU. And I just don't know what to expect. And then A&M is like a little bit of a, uh, a tire fire right now <laughs> so, but it's their <laughs> last game of the year uh it's their last game of the year so i mean if AM wins this they're they're five and seven. Oh my goodness okay i need that i need that i'm sorry <laughs> lsu i need this to happen i need a and i need five and seven 95 million dollar a&m to make like the cure bowl on apr Oh, they'd be so mad. Oh, that's wonderful. You, you would think they'd turn it down? No, because it's money. It's money that they need to pay Jimbo's eventually. <laughs> it ain't much, but I mean, no, if they, whatever they get in. No, no money. Okay. But I'm just saying, I mean, if they win, they are five and seven, and there could be there could be a chance for a bowl. So this should be fun. Oh, I need that universe like I need air. Oh, yeah. I don't think Baton Rouge will agree with you, but, you know, again. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, apologies to friend of the pod sports with M, uh, but also that would be really again, funny and I need it you to want This is the Sickos Community Podcast. We're going to go with the most Sickos option, of course. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be really good. All right. Uh, well, moving forward, but stay, keeping it in the SEC, uh, Tennessee at Vandy. Uh, this game does not have a name, which feels a little bit weird to me because, like, it it's an in-state rivalry that's been played since forever. But at the same time, like, it's Vandy football, so I guess it makes sense that it doesn't have a name. Um, Hendon Hooker, starting QB for Tennessee, as we mentioned on the last show, uh, is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL, which is an enormous bummer. Um, thoughts up, thoughts and prayers up to him, uh, and hopefully he has a good career in the NFL. Uh, but for on the sicko side of things, Joe Milton, having watched like several quarters of Joe Milton last season when Tennessee played Pitt, he is extremely Detmery eye test wise because oh, yeah. he has a cannon of an arm but is not very accurate. So mm-hmm. local sickos. 
I encourage you to watch this game. Yeah, he very much, I I think it was a Dr. Bo that was described as a Roomba with a tennis ball launcher on top of it. He has that vibe, like crazy. Like, it's it's gonna go flying somewhere. <laughs> can we can we just make this trophy like a, a door? Like the the vol door? We'll just call it that. <laughs> it's like a door. Just, I did do know, Yeah, I did just do a, a giant little door. Bit of, That's it. I like that. That's better. Because I did a little bit of research on this game. And apparently at one point in time the the trophy was football shaped and there were some reporters that were calling it the golden egg, but that's a little too egg bowly. Mm. So that doesn't really work. Right. Um, I'm here for the, yeah, I like the idea. And like, if you have the trophy, it's got like actual hinges and it, I'm yes. picturing like a door frame with a door Done. in it on top of like the wooden thing yep. for the mm-hmm. land of the- Lincoln trophy. And you just like swing the door open. Cl- yeah. Perfect. That's right. Yeah. Whoever wins, Wonderful. you get to close the door and have your logo facing out. Yes. Done. Uh, <laughs> I do want to mention this, like, even though, like, Tennessee, of course, dominates this rivalry, uh, unless this happens this week, uh, the largest margin of victory in this game is owned by Vandy. Vandy beat Tennessee 76 nothing back in 1918. And that is the vaunted Vandy offense of 1918. Picking hey, on, picking on a uh, Tennessee team that I'm sure was absolutely decimated by a bunch of their football players going off to fight in world war one. They, they, they could have been volunteering for that. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. All right. By the way, the game is sold out. So I will just say that it's going to be a sold out stadium, which would be great. And, and if Andy wins, they're bowl eligible. Uh, they, that weird five and seven may be out there. Cause I mean, five and seven Vandy in the bowl. Let's go do it. All right. Uh, Georgia Tech at Georgia. All-timer of a rivalry name here. Clean old-fashioned hate rules. I just, it's just, it's perfect. It's so good. 10 out of 10. No notes. It's great. It's Um, a great name. Winner gets the Iron Bowl trophy. That's right. They get the, they get the golf. They win the Masters. uh, If they (laughs) win this one, they get a green jacket. (laughs) Kirby Smart puts on the green jacket. The, they they changed the lining between gold and red depending on who won the yes, game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's right. It's green no matter what, and then on the inside they'll they'll change it. Or is it like one of those things where that 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 piece of like you rub it one way, it's a different color, and then you rub it another way, it's another it color. It is now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't even know. It's on the called. inside for maximum on the style inside. and also maximum discomfort while wearing it. Yes. Done. Let's put Kirby Smart in a green master's jacket with red sequins on the inside lining of it. Perfect. <laughs> Sorority girls throw pillow or master's jacket. Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> Live, laugh, all love Georgia football. All I have to say football. about this, this game besides that is that along with Cadillac Williams, Brent Key has the opportunity to become the greatest post-firing air quotes temporary interim head coach of all time if he pulls this off and unlike cadillac williams he has the opportunity to become a quality win for pitt or a quality loss for pitt i should say so uh go off king (laughs) i kind of feel like he has good momentum i've seen a lot of like social media hashtags to keep brent key um i don't know if georgia tech will do it I, i just don't know what the administration wants to do but I mean, really, 
like if their head coach had this season that they had right now, I think their head coach would probably still be keeping the job. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, Georgia Tech's down to the third and fourth string quarterback. Uh, I mean, if this would be kind of like a miracle thing if they pull it off, but we're going to be rooting for it. Absolutely. So you're telling me you're telling me that Georgia doesn't have any tape on Georgia Tech's quarterback. That's right. Yep. They don't have any tape. Well, except maybe the second half when they upset North Carolina. It's the third and fourth string. They, they were rotating them in to upset North Carolina last week. <laughs> it's great. Speaking of which, UNC. Well, the show notes say UNC at North Carolina. <laughs> uh, it's That's UNC perfect. at. At North Carolina State, I think. Yes, yeah. Uh, UNC, NC State. Uh, but yeah, this rivalry actually, like, it is genuine. I know I said it was weird that uh, Tennessee Vandy doesn't have a name, but it's actually, like, very weird that this game does not have a name. Uh, it's actually but... North Carolina State at UNC. So I, okay. I totally ruined that, up, you know. Let's blame it on Jordan. Jordan did it. I'm not going to take any questions, uh, you know. Guff here. Jordan's not here. <laughs> There, I'm correcting the notes. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The North Carolina NC State football rivalry. There's no name. Does not have a name. Like I, I've seen like it's just like they called it the State versus Carolina rivalry, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess that'll work. Um, I mean, I feel like eh, maybe maybe tobacco is not necessarily a good thing to to name it after. They're only 25 miles away from each other. I mean like 25 miles of hate or something <laughs> like that. But there's already a hundred miles of hate for Western Kentucky and middle Tennessee. Uh, just a fun fact for this rivalry. I don't think there's a trophy um, and there's no rivalry name. Both of these schools are in the research triangle. What if we called it the hate hypotenuse? Oh, Ooh, nice. I like that. The isosceles of hate. No, uh, <laughs> The book learning bowl. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh man. The hypotenuse of hate. Uh, No. Beautiful. So ridiculous. More math terms. I just wanted to work parabola in there. I don't know why. I just, I I don't know why. But uh, no, I. The fun fact about this rivalry is that they played for a long time. They played for 13 times in the beginning of it. And uh, North Carolina State never got their first win for the first 13 games of this. Uh, But they tied four times in in this situation. (laughs) So it was 9-0-4 until NC State finally got their first win, which is ridiculous. But (laughs) so it's so incredible how... You need a name, North Carolina, North Carolina State. Just give me some sort of name, like the the Heel Pack Trophy. I, whatever. I don't care. The Pack Heel, I don't, the, the Payless Shoe Source Trophy. Well, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> give me something, like a Heel Pack, Pack of Heels. I have no idea. The Heel Pack Trophy sounds like something you put on a blister when you're like trying to break in your new Doc Martens. That's right. <laughs> break in your Doc Martens, put like one of those blister band-aids on the back of your heel. You get a pack of those. That's the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to NC State for having an extremely NC State season and also for UNC for being 
good, but also their defense. Somebody was going to get them because their defense was garbage. Eventually, and it was going to happen. The funniest possible team got them. Eventually, it was going to happen. Eventually, uh, I mean, Miami almost got North Carolina. I mean, eventually, somebody was going to get North Carolina. And the funniest one, probably Georgia Tech, was probably the best one to get them, honestly, because it, it was almost lined up like North Carolina was going to. They're going to have that weird like college football playoff argument like, hey, we're 12 and 1 in the ACC. <laughs> you got to let us in. Um, and their only loss was to Notre Dame before this. So that's great. Transitive loss to Stanford, but in the playoff. That is a potential universe that we could have had. What, what do you mean? Transitive loss to Eastern Kentucky. Let's go further back. Eastern hey, Kentucky, <laughs> the Colonels. Yeah, go further and further back. We just. <laughs> My team is better than your team is just drilled in, in the sickos committee here. So oh, right. this one is, is like Jordan special here. He's in love with rice because he's remembering his girlfriend's name, dirty rice. Um, <laughs> so when he was, in, I mean, you know, we, we all had, had rice things in, in our day, you know, he had dusty wild, dirty rice, cheesy Mexican rice, Jasmine rice, who knows? Um, but if, if Rice beats North Texas, uh, they're in a bowl. They're six and six. I don't think Rice, well, Rice may have the grades at five and seven. I'll say that. Uh, Rice is, is relatively a smart school. So they may have, they may have the grades uh, to get in, but they do have to beat North Texas probably to lock one up because they are in Conference USA. Um, North Texas, already bowl eligible. I, I don't know what Jordan wanted to say here, but. Uh, I guess let's go Rice for, for Jordan. You mean to tell me that Rice could get put in a bowl? Hey! <laughs> or if they lose, they put in a rice cooker, right? No. Uh, <laughs> throw them in some gumbo. All right. Uh, turkey gumbo. The leftovers with the turkey will make some turkey gumbo on Friday. Done. Um t- I love these transitions. They're, they're not great. And <laughs> I'm just going to say this, like with the segues are not working out. Um, but speaking of a little bit down the road, North Texas, Fort Worth from Denton to Fort Worth. We're talking about TCU. TCU playing the Iowa state cyclones, the 2021 Nebraska, Iowa state cyclones. <laughs> Iowa state has lost. Six one-possession games. Uh, brutal for the Cyclones. They they beat Iowa, and they've just been tortured ever since then. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe Kirk Ferentz put, like, a hex on them. So, like, how dare you beat us the way that Iowa plays? Because they totally beat them the way that Iowa plays. <laughs> so, Kirk Ferentz put, like, a, a, I guess a corn curse on them. And, and, and really, Iowa State is brutal. Uh, just brutal losses, but TCU keeps finding magic to win games. Um, Iowa state is the sideshow Bob just stepping on rakes, like the most (laughs) unluckiest team of all time. Like they just, Oh, like anything goes right or wrong. They like, they trip and they, they break their ankle. They, they, again, it's just horrible. And this seems like, you know, TCU has been running on this coasting magic, does it wind up expiring when you allow Iowa State into your stadium? I don't know. It should be interesting. 
this feels like the kind of game where we're going to end up with a new NCAA rule coming out of this one. <laughs> Something absolutely ridiculous and broken is going to happen that they're like, well, I guess we have to deal with it. But by Monday, there's going to be a rule, y'all. The creation of the three-point safety. <laughs> Something, Something's going to happen. Yeah, if there's a new rule in this game, I can see it coming. Because, I mean, Iowa State did, you know, back in 1925, take all those intentional safeties, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. So there could be something like this. Uh, it'd be weird if Iowa State won on a fire drill field goal uh, <laughs> to just, like, take that right back <laughs> from TCU. I don't want to curse TCU because, I mean, again, there are they're a sickos good team. Like, there's not many of those that are sickos and good, and, and TCU is one of those. So yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, all glory to the Hypnotoad. All glory to the Hypnotoad. Let's keep it going. And Jordan will probably bevel the TCU Horn Frog more. <laughs> I don't I, know I how. just want to say also, like, the like double beveled TCU Horn Frog sort of has Dino Cat energy, which is Pitt's, like, awful logo from the 90s. And that concerns me a little bit. I don't know that I want to see, like triple extra bevel horn frog you don't want to see a, a horn frog that looks like it was carved from the living rock of the aggro crag which is i think <laughs> what jordan is going for here honestly that tcu like like double bevel triple bevel thing reminds me of like people in texas driving with their trucks and then instead of like you know the trailer hitch there it's just like a logo of like their team and i could just see like this super shiny chromed out bevel tcu frog in place of the trailer hitch instead of the trailer hitch it's just the the crazy beveled out horn frog sicko's merch line launching soon done uh, there's gonna be a bunch of western kentucky eye pillows maybe there'll be sequins on the pillows and you know you, you do the sequins on the pillows and the western kentucky eyes go away and they come back who knows yeah Eldritch that's a plushies mm-hmm. yes that's the thing about, you know, most podcasts go with mugs or shirts or keychains. We're going straight to home decor. That's right. Sicko's home like, goods. Yes. Would you like a shower curtain with That's Oski right. on it? Which Oski? <laughs> Which Oski? That's right. Find us at the TJ Maxx clearance aisle. Mm-hmm. Where we're, we're originally priced $39.99. For some reason, it's on clearance for $7.49. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want Oski's cold, dead eyes to look at you while you shower. <laughs> It's yeah, it's us us and the Ray Dunn mugs that say toxic. Absolutely. It's done. Let's talk about a game that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Record wise, honestly, it's BYU at Stanford. The Arby's Bowl. Life means nothing. Oh wait, wait. Could Stanford get five and seven? Oh no. As we all immediately turn to our phones, Let's googling Stanford football. No, no, no. Stanford's three and eight. They're three and eight. They could not do the sneak in at five and seven with their good grades. No, Stanford, you cannot. No. So it means nothing. Basically, no Stanford. There is not a Santa Claus. No, no Stanford. No bowl for you. Um, no sneaking in at five and seven off your good grades. How dare you? Uh, so BYU six and five, they're they're bowl eligible already. Doesn't matter really. It's BYU. They're independent. They're they're probably going to get a bowl. 
somehow. I, I feel like they're going to wind up in the Independence Bowl somehow. Who knows? And then Stanford's 3-8. and eight. Uh, They've only played twice in their history. They played in, in 2003 and 2004. Stanford won both of them. Where were those games? I believe in Palo Alto. Okay. I wasn't I sure so. if this was like BYU's first experience with the Stanford band. That could, generate, that could generate some letters to the editor. Ooh, definitely. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. First game was in Provo. Okay. A very Stanford score win of 18-14. Uh, and then the second game was in, in, in the Palo Alto area, uh, 37-10. So Stanford won both of them. Uh, okay. it, this the only reason I'm mentioning this game. It is the last game in the evening of the regular season. So it's it's 10 p.m. Central Time. BYU at Stanford. If you're a sicko, you're watching this game mm-hmm. <laughs> for no reason. That's it. Last game of the regular season. Uh, well, maybe not. I think uh, Buffalo at Akron was rescheduled next week for Friday. Uh, for some reason, after the snowed out uh, cancellation. So this. Second to the last game, but, you know, on this weekend, it's the last game. Well, that that just immediately raises the question, where is Hawaii? What is Hawaii doing? Hawaii's playing, I think, U- no, not UNLV. Hawaii. <laughs> It's at San Jose State at 2.30 p.m. Central. Oh, wow. So that's 12.30. Yeah, Hawaii's playing really early on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, my God. In San Jose. Body clock for Hawaii. Playing your game in the middle of the night for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, At least there's no Hawaii test. I, I am... I, I am not as, as young as I, I wish I would be uh, staying up for the Hawaii test. That's, that's very tough. So um, let's go back to the East Coast. Rutgers at Maryland. Uh, last year, Rutgers made it bowl game at 5-7 and seven because uh, A&M, Texas A&M, could not make a bowl game. And Rutgers had the best grades. Uh, and they accepted the bowl bid to get beat, out, beat up by Wake Forest in the bowl game. Uh, if Rutgers wins this game, they're five and seven again. Can they do it again? The Rutgers bowl bid at five and seven. Could they do it again? Yes. No. <laughs> oh. It's at yeah, Maryland. My money is it's on yes there. Park. Also, looking at the history of this game, because the the show notes like posit that this game needs a trophy and a name, and I would argue that it that it yeah it should. There they it makes sense for Rutgers Maryland to be a rivalry now that they're in a conference together. Uh, but this game has only been played 17 times in history. Uh, Rutgers has seven wins. Maryland has 10 current win streak one. Maryland won last year. Uh, so I like, I get why this game doesn't have a name. I, I don't know. This, this game is like the new kids game. Well, it's like we're the forced into the big 10 to be rivals game. So... The meat market bowl. The city that we are closest to doesn't actually care about us, but we're on their cable package bowl. The soft shell crab bowl. Oh man, some soft shell crab is delicious. You're speaking it, to the, the Cajun it, listen, me. Absolutely, it's it's completely delicious. Whatever you do, don't open the bun in the sandwich. Just don't just don't look. You're happier don't, if you don't, don't look. Don't look at it. No, don't do it. Just eat it. It's crunchy. Which is 
which is a good metaphor for this for this particular game. Don't look too closely. Just don't. Just let it wash over you. Vibes only. I I, I want to tell a story. Like I think uh, in my senior year of high school, we went on vacation and we went to like Baltimore, Philly, and New York on like a I guess like a three a three prong vacation. So we went to Baltimore and we went to like Inner Harbor. And we went to check out and there's this giant seafood market. We're like, oh, my God, look at this giant seafood market. And so we go to get, you know, let's get some crab and, and we'll eat some seafood because, I mean, from New Orleans, let's do it. Let's get some seafood up here. Um, there's crawfish there. And we're like, what? Crawfish? Let's get some crawfish in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, it's it's going to be great. Um, yeah. Uh, they didn't put the crawfish in any boil at all. Like there was no flavor to the crawfish. It was like there was there was no flavor. The the waitress there or the the server whatever she she was like, "Wow, you guys really know how to peel these things." I'm like, "Yeah, we're from New Orleans." Um, we we like we peeled the crawfish and it was just there was no there was no seasoning in it whatsoever we took like the table seasoning i don't even know what it was it is like some knockoff old bay and tried to pour it on the crawfish to like like make it better and we're just like okay yeah we saw like i mean these crawfish were huge we're like oh my god like this is amazing and and the, yeah no flavor um uh, well I, I think that was my first lesson uh you know being a, being a young a young Cajun man, like never trust New Orleans food outside of New Orleans. Be very weary of that. And that was my first lesson. Thank you, Baltimore, for that one. And, uh, you know, I associate that with Maryland. Uh, no, no fault of your own Maryland Terrapins. <laughs> the real move for like Baltimore area food is pit beef. Some of this is also because yep. I don't eat fish. I don't eat things that once lived underwater. This is just me being weird. But like pit beef rules would recommend. Kamisha, if you want, we could name this game the Unseasonable. Hey, I can't do that because, I mean, my family's like, I have a lot of Italians in my family and there's a <laughs> lot of pasta around New Jersey. And there's, there's, there is some, there are some, some links to New Jersey along with the links to Pittsburgh. So, I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I, I don't know about the Unseasonable. Like, no. I, I no, I'm on this because the, the biggest like regional food thing that you hear New Jerseyans talk about that's not like like there are Italians everywhere. There are Italian communities in Pittsburgh, there are Italian communities yeah. all across Pennsylvania. That's not a New Jersey exclusive thing. The New yeah, Jersey we have them in Altoona, that's how we get our pizza. Ayo. Oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. That is I, another I'm, podcast. I'm just gonna I'm gonna like like if I see that and like somebody buys that I will try it. I, I am not going to be, I, I'm not afraid of eating that. I will try <laughs> it. I won't expect much, but I am not afraid of eating that. Don't buy it. Just get me to make it. It'll go better. Okay. All right. Done. <laughs> Beth, you, you'll make me pizza. Done. <laughs> pizza. Hey. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the actual like regional food thing I associate with New Jersey is Taylor ham, which my admittedly limited understanding of all things new jersey like it's like sort of scrapplish like this is some mystery meat that different parts of new jersey argue about what its name is so all that to say that i think the unseasonable is actually i think there's a good case to be made for this okay um we'll, we'll submit that you know to the podcast listeners and 
we'll figure that out. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, the crabs were seasoned. There was Old Bay, and they boiled it in the Old Bay, so that was fine. That that you know, again, our mistake of thinking that anybody could make crawfish like New Orleanians. So we we messed that one up. That that's on us. That's on us. That is not on you, Baltimore. That is on us. We will never trust any Cajun food outside of New Orleans ever again. And that was the first time I learned that lesson. So uh, I, I've, I've been weary ever since then. <laughs> there was a while there where Bob Evans had a Cajun pasta and I don't think they do don't anymore, do but boy. Bob Kimish, Evans Kimish, Kimish, You should try that at some point. Oh God. Like there's this like, you see, like, the chain restaurants? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's Bourbon Street chicken. And I'm like, oh, God, no, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do it. Like, I've learned my lesson by the unseasoned crawfish, which, I mean, it was just crawfish. There was no nothing. Like, they didn't boil They just, like, steamed it like it was a lobster. Like, what is <laughs> just, like, like, give me some drawn butter or something. I mean, but nothing. No, it was nothing. Uh, so. <laughs> The waters of the Chesapeake are our only seasoning. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's Enjoy it. that yeah. Lancaster County runoff. Woo! Oh. Woo! We got that. That Mississippi State water is definitely more delicious. Does it taste like anything? Not really, but it's high in nitrates. Oh. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on a little bit because there are more games to get through. Um, Florida, Florida State, which Wikipedia informs me is occasionally called the Sunshine Showdown, which I don't hate, uh, is on Saturday. Uh, and we evidently have the history of the trophy. And the trophy is actually pretty cool. It is a seminal and an alligator coming to some sort of agreement on top of a large piece of wood, it appears. It, like it kind of looks like they're playing rock, paper, scissors, which I love. But the the, uh, the gator can really only do the scissors. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he closes the jaw, is that paper? Or is that rock? Oh, I don't yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was paper. Know. He doesn't he doesn't really have the ability to do the rock so good, I guess. I don't again, this is like one of those rivalry games that like I didn't even know they had a trophy. Uh like just one of those I was just trying to figure out it's a rivalry game. I'm like, is there a trophy? But I mean, again, in the South, I guess we don't care about these trophies or, or like they're not like, let's go run and get the the uh, the Seminole Gator trophy and hang it up over our head or something right after the game. But I mean, because I mean, this trophy is not as not as awesome as an axe. You definitely would want to go run to go get an axe. I'll say that. Uh, we can't let two Florida schools have an axe. No, definitely no. That yeah, that's smart. Yeah, we can't do that. I, I see why this is it. So this is called the Makala Trophy. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I, I guarantee you I am. Um, it was a carving found in the Big Cypress Swamp near Jerome, Florida. It was aimed to depict the Seminole chief fighting off a vicious alligator to protect his people. So that it doesn't really look like a fight. I don't. I mean, is he putting up his dukes in the trophy? It looks like they're about to arm wrestle. That's what it looks like. He's just like, it, it kind of, again, the rock, paper, scissors thing kind of looks accurate. Um, it doesn't seem like they're really keeping up with this one uh, because I see like carvings on like one side. And so look, look, at the pic- look at the picture in the Discord. Okay. 
so if you look at so oh, the one half of it is in Florida State colors. So Florida State wins go on that side, and then Florida wins go on the other. But the Florida wins because it's white text on a kind of a bluish background look like the blue screen of death. <laughs> well, I mean, that's when the gator wins. That means the Seminole dies because the gator eats the Seminole. <laughs> Yeah, that's I what it's depicting. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, if, if the Seminole wins, the Gator's just sort of like, well, okay, and goes off and eats something else. Hmm? Yeah, no, the Seminole wins and he gets away. The Gator wins and there is not another Seminole. This is I my mean, there new is favorite... another Seminole, but not that one. Yeah, th- this is my new favorite version of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> Done. I have no idea who's going to win this game. I really don't know. I feel like Florida State's better this year. Uh, and then Florida just lost to Vandy. So let's that, that's, that's lean Knowles, I guess. Sure. sure. Whatever. We're not yeah. picking these games. We're not prognosticators. Yeah. We're just talking about the sicko's nature. Yeah. Yeah. Flo- yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Florida State football is second in the ACC Atlantic. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> I kind of, I feel like this is a game that could, could unlock Haymakers Only mode yeah. at some oh. point. And I would love that. That would just be so much fun. I feel like, yeah, I can see like a bunch of big touchdowns from like the running quarterback of Florida and then the running quarterback of Florida State. Or the, yep. the running, yeah, I can see, I can see just nothing but big touchdowns going back and forth. That'd be great. Uh, must see TV if that happens. Yeah, Florida State quietly eight and three. This is bizarre as an ACC football fan, but I also don't pay attention to Florida State because Pitt plays them like once every blue moon. So I mean that that gives LSU huh. a quality loss in the committee. Oh, that game was loves great. That, that was yeah. the only time I perceived mm-hmm. Florida State this season, and that game was a banger. But I mean, otherwise, it was the sickos game of the week. What do you expect? So. <laughs> Definitely. So on to my neck of the woods here. We have the UTEP miners driving across desolate I-10, like absolutely nothing I-10, to get to San Antonio to play UTSA. UTEP needs this win to get to 6-6. Six and six. I, I plugged in the projections in this situation. Essentially, it is not a coin flip at all. Don't, don't put in the sound effect, Jordan. It is a Basically, UTSA is 75% to 25% favored to win this game. UTEP needs to come to the Alamo Dome and beat UTSA. Now, UTSA has everything locked up in Conference USA. They have home field advantage in Conference USA, the title game. They have, uh, I mean, really, there's nothing to play for. They're they're not undefeated or anything of that nature. Uh, I don't know if they rest anybody because the next week they have the Conference USA title game. It doesn't matter for them, uh, but I don't think you know UTSA's coach is going to do that. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but UTEP needs this win; they desperately need it, and I don't know if they can get it. Honestly, what I'm hearing is picks up. Oh, all I'm hearing out of this conversation is picks up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I, time I live to in... bag. It's it's time to bag the meeps for the cart. Oh, <laughs> so if they put the meeps in the cart, UTEP is going bowling, so they're gonna hit them with the pick and put them in the cart. 
again, I don't, again, I don't know what the method would be for UTSA. It's a very hostile environment in the Alamo Dome. It gets very loud. Um, you know, last year UTSA beat, beat Utah pretty soundly uh, in El Paso. So uh, it is the last game that UTEP and UTSA will be conference foes also because uh, UTSA is moving to the American. Um, but, you know, again, UTEP and, and New Mexico State will now be in the conference together, which is even better because that's the <laughs> official battle of, of I-10, uh, not the battle of desolate I-10 <laughs> that, that I want to call this game because there is absolutely nothing, nothing. Seriously, I drove to New Mexico like there's nothing between San Antonio and El Paso. It's like I mean, there's towns, but those towns are nothing, man. I negative ten. There you go. And the loser has to do trash pickup like adopt a highway. That's right. We'll we'll send them out to Van Horn, Texas, and they do trash pickup uh, in the middle of absolutely nowhere, Texas, because seriously, they, when I drove to New Mexico. <laughs> on this road i'm like i just could not believe how much nothing there was like it's just absolutely nothing man i i feel like this is a trip that i need to make at some point because like do it i i have no frame of reference for this whatsoever it's like a hundred like texas nothing is different than central pa nothing right yeah like, I Central live in PA the middle nothing. of the Central PA nothing. Yeah, and like there are trees and stuff. And mountains and, and yeah. mountains. Road go up, road go down, road go left and right. Yeah. 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 Road go yeah. straight no. in Texas nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I'm I'm assuming that this is just like a live action version of Desert Bus. <laughs> it, it it probably is. I've never played that game, but like Don't. seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just gonna say this. Like there that road, like so like from San Antonio to like Junction, Texas, like you'll see, you'll see like, like trees, there's green. Once you hit Junction, there's no more green. There's no more trees. There's nothing. There's like a hundred miles in between exits. Like you have like rest areas that are not even rest areas. They're just parking areas. (laughs) Like there's no bathrooms. There's nothing. And like Fort Stockton's like four, four and a half hours away from San Antonio, and that is the nearest town. And like basically, you you blink and you miss that town. Uh, it is it, absolutely nothing. The battle of of desolate I ten or the battle battle of negative I ten is for this this game for sure. Pink girl, have you done this drive before? Uh, this one, no. Okay, road trip. No, I was yeah, I have spent a grand total of like. 72 hours in texas and all of them were in houston yeah i've never been to texas so we'll, we'll fly you into texas and then you you'll you meet up in san antonio Just start me in corpus christi and we'll see what happens sure <laughs> sure fly you in the corpus um which is two and a half hours from san antonio we'll drive you up there and then just just go straight I-10 to, to nothing. Maybe we'll take you to Utah versus New Mexico State for the battle of official I-10 uh, next year. <laughs> Who knows? Perfect. <laughs> uh, speaking of of brother and sister rivalries here, which is great. So it's Southern Miss at Louisiana Monroe. Uh, my, my sister is a Southern Miss alum. And as you know, myself, ULM. Uh, it is the sibling rivalry in between this. 
in this situation. Southern Miss must beat Monroe for a bowl game. Um, Southern Miss's APR, which I checked last year, was very low, um, which I don't know if that's going to be used this year. But they must win in Monroe for a bowl game. Uh, personally, I kind of want to ruin their fun, and I don't want to let them be bowl eligible. But I'm not sure if if Terry Bowden and everybody will have them up for it. Uh, the projection of three, five, and seven teams making a bowl game if ULM wins this game, and like there are only a few five and seven teams, maybe they get selected. But that would definitely take a miracle. I'd probably, if that were to happen, I'd probably I, I would agree to probably shave my head. Um, <laughs> honestly, if that were to happen, which I, I mean, like minuscule odds, it's like ULM beating Alabama. I am not getting a Terry Bowden back tattoo. I'll just say that. Um, I'll buzz my hair. Why not? Uh, if this happens, uh, it appears to nearly be sold out on vivid seats. There's only like four listing for seats, only like eight tickets total listed on vivid seats. Uh, the highest price seats are $72. The lowest are $23 to get into this game. So um, maybe it'll be a crazy packed house for this one, the last last game of the year for ULM. No idea. Um, it'd be nice to to, to finish 5-7 and seven instead of 4-8 and eight, uh, like they did last year. So maybe a slight improvement for the Warhawks. Uh, progress. Progress. Like baby Absolutely. steps for baby steps for Terry Bowden's Baby Warhawks. Uh, keeping it in the Sun Belt, we have App State at Georgia Southern. This is a huge rivalry. Like both teams hate each other. Like they they hate each other. There's no there's no trophy though. Uh, but this was like a fierce FCS rivalry before they both moved up essentially together. They they hate each other. Like I mean, I can't even describe it. There's no trophy. Like I I would think there would be some sort of trophy. But, you know, again, I don't even know what it would be. Um, I don't know what State Georgia has, honestly. No idea. They have, a, they have a creek that's actually a ditch per friend of the pod, Stephen Godfrey. Sure. Done. <laughs> it's a creek that's actually a ditch. So the, the Mountain Creek Trophy. How about that? The Mountaineers and the <laughs> creek done together. Perfect. Uh, our Detmer darling, Cal Van Treese who just throws so many yards and throw me so many touchdowns and, and, you know, so many interceptions. We just love to watch them all year. Georgia state needs this game for a win and to get into a bowl. So this is, this is a big one. Uh, Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Please direct all complaints to at big game at, boomer at big game boomer on this one. I am sorry, Georgia Southern, the Eagles. I apologize for that. Just take it easy on me for making that mistake. I appreciate it. <laughs> Standing on the corner in Statesboro, Georgia. Such a fine sight to see. Um, <laughs> the Raging Cajuns, my lord. They need to go to San Marcos. Uh, and they need a win for a bowl. Um the Texas State coaches, from what I've heard from like podcasts, like like Spitz Own Duo and like other like podcasts, like they're amazed that they're still hanging around. They thought they were going to be fired after last year, uh, so they're yeah. still there, and they're they're four and seven. Um, the Cajuns, you know, Billy Napier left to go to Florida. The Cajuns have fallen on on some hard times uh, this year. They still need this win for a bowl game. 
last week, this game, Texas State and Arkansas State, they had tickets for $446. Uh, this week, the highest price tickets are only $95. So, Which is 38 uh, hamburger Happy Meals. So they're practically giving them away. You get toys with that, too. So that's definitely some good value. Yeah. Good value. I don't know. Is it is it the Wakanda Forever toys? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. They, no, right now they are, and I know this because my coworker and her mother had a lengthy conversation about it because coworker's mom buys Happy Meals because it's the right amount of food. And then she has car toys for coworker's daughter when she's slipping coworker's daughter around. Beautiful. That's how you know. The real move, honestly. All right, those toys look awesome, and I'm going to go buy a Happy Meal tomorrow. Done. <laughs> Do it. Wakanda forever. On Thanksgiving, you're going to get a Happy Meal for lunch? I mean, maybe. Okay. Technically, like, yeah, e- Eastern time so- tomorrow is Friday. Mm, oh, very true. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are, oh, oh, my God. Yes, it is. Because it's 1130 oh, yeah. Central. God, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to, to, uh, to you. Okay. Wow. It's, it's that late. <laughs> It's amazing when we have technical difficulties. We have no idea what's going on. I have to wake up early to smoke a turkey. This is not going to work out. Uh, but no, we're fine. I'll be okay. Uh, so since everybody is traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday, let's talk about an interstate-based rivalry. Uh, our our friend Katie, friend of the pod, uh, she was stuck in the middle of the war on I-4. Uh, she, it's supposedly only an hour drive, and she had to be stuck in a three-hour drive in this situation so it was uh it was kind of brutal traffic for her um ucf is at south florida this is the last time that ucf and south florida will be in the same conference uh before the next iteration of of conference realignment Um, that's kind of of a bummer Mm -hmm. so so south florida i think they only have one win on the year I'm pretty sure that is correct. Okay. Uh, USF so, is not having a good time. No. So can you imagine if South Florida like gets the win? Yeah, they're one in ten. South Florida beats UCF to knock UCF out of the American title game, uh, and and basically just ruins their entire season in this situation, and and that's the last game in the American. I would, I mean, again, South Florida played Florida unexpectedly close. Uh, It's at South Florida. It's in Tampa. Stranger things have happened in college football before. I am not going to mention what happened between your, you two people over there. I'll just let that go. We can just ignore (laughs) that. Uh, Let's talk about Tulane at Cincinnati. So it's Cincinnati's last game in the American uh, Tulane at Cincinnati. They're going to be playing at, at uh, on Black Friday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 uh, Eastern. Um, this is the weird cuisine matchup. I, I say gumbo versus Skyline Chili. Very strange. Um, there's some weird American tiebreakers that somehow Houston can get involved and get into the the Cougar Coaster could get into the American Championship <laughs> based on these some weird tiebreakers. South Florida does need to win in order for the Cougar Coaster to slide on into the American Championship somehow. But 
Houston is playing at, uh, Tulsa is playing at Houston. I have no idea how this this could happen. This would be the weirdest Dana Hogerson roller coaster tycoon ride mm-hmm. into the American title game, which I put think. Your, put your hands up and go wee. <laughs> yeah, I would posit that there is nothing more Dana Holgerson Houston than pinning your like division hopes on hoping that a one in ten team wins a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like a <laughs> one in ten, like he he's just basically letting it ride at the roulette table, putting all of his money on like you know twenty four red or whatever, and and he hits the the number in the roulette. And he's in yep. the American, the American title game. No, Pit Curl's absolutely right on this. You know, in a lot of uh, for a lot of coaches, if we were playing that coach bingo, this would be like a crazy outside shot for Dana Holgerson. This is the free space on that card. <laughs> I kind of want this to happen. I I really want this to happen. I I would love to see Tulane versus Houston in the American Conference title game uh, in New Orleans. Which I would love to see that, honestly. Yep. Uh, but I mean, like South Florida's got to pull out a miracle, which I mean, I don't know. Again, it's college football. Who 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 knows what will happen? South Florida has nothing to play for. I'm sure they'll pull all the trick plays out. They have an interim coach. Um, let's let's just go for broke. Just go for it. No no punting, South Florida. Let's go. No, no settling for field goals. Go for it on fourth down every single time. Just go for it. Go for broke. Yep. That's right. We here at the Sickos Committee are just here to see the weird stuff. Uh, That's right. Us with all of the weird stuff. All the weirdness. Let's give us the, the chaos on rivalry week. Let's do it. And <laughs> it, it'll be a blast. And I, I believe Jordan will have this clipped and uploaded tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Or, or actually today for you guys. Uh, since it's so late. I, I am thank- I'm responsible for, for sending him the audio, and from there, it is between him and God when this gets okay. posted. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you get it done. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, if, if this podcast makes it to everybody, uh, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, listen to this podcast while you, you have to get away from your family. If your your uncle or aunt is giving you grief about, about something random happening, or they, they try to bring up, uh, you know, politics or something just run away and say i have to listen to the sickos committee podcast and 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 definitely don't forget your headphones whenever you go to somebody's house bring your headphones let's go or or make them you know make them listen to our 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 dulcet tones going back and forth yeah Uh, your great your great aunt ermintrude doesn't know that those aren't an important hearing aid that you need now so you know just pop them right on in and tell them i need them or i can't hear you i'm sorry what (laughs) what was that name Ermintrude. Okay, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Ermintrude. All right. And, a, a, and a happy haha yes to all and to all a good night. <laughs> good night.